Hi, folks. This is Jesse Cope. I'm back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well. Wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in, I sure do appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. Hopefully it's something you look forward to each day. Maybe it gets you through a little bit of chores, cleaning, diapers, laundry, driving up and down the road, conference period, getting ready for work or winding down at the end of the day. Whatever it is, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you, for those of y'all that continue to come back, very grateful for that. It's nice to have a feel of a little bit of community, at least. Not a lot on the homestead. This isn't really about our homestead, but it's kind of a homesteading slash community comment. We had a fire at a place of business recently. It was pretty devastating. And a lot of people work there jobs, and it really sprung to mind two things. Uh, one, the first one, which is by far the more important one. We need to look out for each other in our communities. If you see people going through, struggling through something, Check with them. Do what you can. You may not be able to do much, but we can do something. Even even if it's just listening for a little while, right? And then the other comment is the frustration. And a lot of y'all that listen to this, you know, bills are getting tighter and tighter. It costs more to do just about everything. The grocery store is a great example. And it's frustrating that these these events, when you do have a little tragedy or something, or a big tragedy in a community, it's exacerbated by the fact that we have been following these policies of the left for decades now. With few exceptions, you know, you have some pauses every once in a while. That Reagan comes to mind back in the 80s. But it makes it harder on people and businesses to recover when they have so much pressure on them from the government. And that's a much longer discussion, but those are some thoughts that came to mind thinking about this little place that we have that has gone through this fire. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for all the blessings that you've bestowed upon us, from cars and clothes and food to health and families, living in America, being blessed to grow up here, or being blessed to move here, if that's the case. Help us to ensure that future generations have the same opportunity 
to worship you in freedom. The opportunity of liberty to be where your Holy Spirit is, to draw close to you, to know you. The ability to grow up in a place where the concern is character and merit. Not, not under the heavy hand of tyranny, godlessness. Not in a place where we have to hide just to meet, to worship you. But if we do, Lord, and if those future generations do, give us the wisdom and the courage and the strength, the, the perseverance continue to follow you and do your will and trust that you have our souls taken care of and that you will bring us home one day because of the merit of your son Jesus Christ and God my words here Father your son's name we pray Amen I mentioned this on the last podcast I think on the previous podcast I came across something in the Founder's Bible. Again, this is, and there's things like this that I come across in the Patriots Bible still, and I've had that one for enough years that it's starting to fall apart. I'm going to have to get a new one. But uh, David Barton, Brad Cummings, Lance Wobbles, Wobbles, the editors of this Founder's Bible, there's a number of great little inserts, and one of them that I stumbled across recently is about Pastor John Wise and the Womb of Liberty. It's titled The Birthplace of American Independence. If I've heard of John Wise before, it's been in passing and so brief that I don't remember it, or so long ago that I don't remember it. And they go through and they break. There's this idea that you hear from a lot of people today, especially on the left, but even some who consider themselves patriots on the right, and they talk about the, the fact that these ideas that we have in our nation were created, they were derived from the Enlightenment or the Age of Reason, right? Uh, especially they like to use Jefferson, that he just pulled these things out of thin air or, or went back to the pagan Roman Republic, the Enlightenment, the Age of Reason, that none of this stuff comes from the Bible. And this little article kind of breaks down uh, some works Really, very briefly, uh, it's going to take some digging into to get, but some works by John Wise, who was a congressional pastor of Ipswich, Massachusetts, and he published these books back in the early 1700s, 1710, 1717, 17, somewhere around there, early 1700s. And Calvin Coolidge, president, actually gave a speech in 1926 on the 150th 50th anniversary of the Declaration, and he, he talked about John Wise, and he called these books that he wrote a textbook of liberty for our revolutionary fathers. And these books, the ideas of John Wise are biblical ideas, 
and this article breaks it down. I, I won't go through because it, it would be a pretty poor job right now because I've just kind of gotten into it. Uh, one of the things that we have talked about here before is the law of nature and of nature's God. Blackstone, who was a commenter on English law that, that we've talked about and quoted by the founders quite a bit, you know, they were referring to the Bible, to God, the Father of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, not some random God or not no God. And so, you know, that's one of the phrases that apparently came out of these books, pamphlets of John Wise. The reason I wanted to talk about it briefly, and then we'll move on, is this is just another glaring example of what a poor job as a nation we're doing in education. Because John Adams, among others, talked about the importance of these, these writings, these pamphlets and books on the debates in Congress. And, and so the foundation of our nation, if we're supposed to preserve freedom and liberty for future generations, we have to know the basis for it. And, and instead, we've allowed this propaganda that the left is super good at to say, no, none of these ideas came from the Bible. They were from the Age of Enlightenment. And, and Jefferson, you know, and a couple others, they really just kind of fashioned them in that moment to create this new country. We have no idea what the truth really is. Our kids have no idea what the truth really is, so they go along with whatever sounds good. And the farther we get away from the truth from Jesus Christ. It's like a snowball effect. The more we move away, the harder it is to get back. And, and I have to take this note uh, because there's this idea out there about education that I, I think a lot of people want to put all the the pressure, all the weight on teachers, on educators, administrators. Okay, first of all, the real job of education lies with parents. And if we took more responsibility for that, instead of just farming our kids off to be babysat for eight hours a day so we can go do whatever we want, things would look different. Secondly, along those same lines, who gets to vote for the people that make the laws? We still do, especially at the state and local level. Now, we've got a lot of issues today, and it's not a simple solution as far as the voting part anymore. We've gone too far down that path. But realize that, that you have a lot of really good educators out there that would be doing a phenomenal job if they had people making laws that actually produce students that would strengthen our nation because they taught the truth. I mean, I don't know anything about John Wise. I'm going to have to go look it up. How do I not know a man that apparently had a pivotal, fundamental influence on our founders creating the Declaration of Independence 
and in their debates in Congress. We're going to teach them all this other junk. But we're not going to teach them this stuff that's fundamental to our nation and to the survival of liberty. And then, of course, if we don't teach them the truth, they're going to be open, susceptible, which this is why it's so important to read your Bible every day, folks. Susceptible to lies. The ideas that founded this country didn't come from the age of reason or enlightenment or were just created by Thomas Jefferson in 1776. They were fundamentally biblical. But how in the world can we know that or our children know it if we don't teach it? I, I'm doing a really poor job, folks, and that's as good as I can do, which is sad right now. Uh, but I don't, I don't know enough about John Weiss to talk to him, you know, talk about it any more than that. So phenomenal article if you get a chance in the Founder's Bible. Uh, highly recommend it again and again. See if we can go move on to a, a couple more quotes. Today, if I can find it. Oh, yeah. This one ties in real well. Daniel Webster talked about him a lot. Statesman, lawyer. Gave this speech in 1852. Interesting. Little side note, right? 1852. How long is that before the Civil War? Right out of decade, right? A little less. If we and our posterity shall be true to the Christian religion, if we and they shall live always in the fear of God and shall respect his commandments, if we and they shall maintain just moral sentiments and such conscientious convictions of duty as shall control the heart and life, we may have the highest hopes of the future fortunes of our country. And if we maintain those institutions of government and that political union, exceeding all praise as much as it exceeds all former examples of political associations, we may be sure of one thing, that while our country furnishes material for a thousand masters of the historic art, it will afford no topic for a given. It will have no decline and fall. It will go on prospering and to prosper. But if we and our posterity reject religious institutions and authority, violate the rules of eternal justice, trifle with the injunctions of morality, and recklessly destroy the political constitution which holds us together. No man can tell how sudden a catastrophe may overwhelm us that shall bury all our glory in profound obscurity. 
tell you what, folks, if that doesn't make the hair on the back of your neck stand up a little bit, especially that last paragraph, considering what you see today in our country. But if we and our posterity, so us and our children, reject God, reject the church, reject the Bible, violate the rules of eternal justice, trifle with morality, and recklessly destroy the Constitution that holds us together. Well, so let's go through this real quick, right? Reject religious institutions and authority. A huge chunk, you can argue at least 50%, if not more of our country, reject God. They reject the Bible. They reject Jesus Christ as a source of truth. And the authority, right? Feminism is a great example of that. We have women in leadership positions all over the place now. We have women in the pulpit and secular leadership positions leading men, right? Which is not the way it was designed. And so we've rejected authority because we've rejected God's authority. We've rejected the way he set it up. And so we're rejecting authority. Uh, we're rejecting the Bible, rejecting God. Uh, we don't go to church. And if we do, it's pretty, we grumble about it. Okay, so we, we got that. Uh, violate the rules of justice. So you look around at our justice system today. We have millions of criminals flooding across the border, for example, uh, that are stealing resources and representation away from lawful citizens. So it's like a bunch of bank robbers go in and they steal from the bank, from other people that have their money at the bank. And and the bank just says, yeah, just come on in. That's fine. Y'all go ahead. Here's the keys. Right? So justice. And then you look at the number of people, especially in our political class, who get away with things. Uh, the example I go back to so often, just because it it hurts so much is uh, the President Obama and Secretary Clinton during Benghazi. You know, if a PFC in the Marine Corps had done some of the things that they did, they'd be in jail in Leavenworth forever for the rest of their life, if not executed for treason. And so we have this, this certain set of rules for people that are quote-unquote special, and then everybody else has to live by a different set of rules. Right, so we got that. Uh, we're we're violating rules of justice. Oh, you think of abortion, right? We're taking the life of, of children before they even get a chance to breathe. So that definitely violates uh, the rules of eternal justice. Trifle with morality, right? So you can, if you're a dude and you want to have sex with another dude, even as grotesque as that is when you start to describe it, go ahead, go to town. Same thing for women. Um, you know, we're going to go out and do what we want to do. You want to pretend that you're a woman when you're a man, right on. That's awesome. Uh, you want to get divorced because you quote unquote fell out of love with your spouse. You don't really love them anymore. You want to go find a new one. Great. All about it. Uh, you want to look at somebody and judge them based on their skin color. Uh, you know, hire them because they've got the right skin color or ethnicity or whatever. That's good. So again, uh, we fit that one. The injunctions of morality. Again, you can throw abortion in there. Uh, recklessly destroy the Constitution. We're ripping it apart left and right. Uh, we just kind of do what we want to do. We don't enforce the laws. Our Congress, House, and Senate. Uh, 
So we fit that one, right? And what does he say? No man can tell how sudden a catastrophe may overwhelm us that shall bury all our glory in profound obscurity. The saying, folks, that the bigger they are, the harder they fall, kind of applies here. We were born a Christian republic. We have become the greatest nation on earth because of God. And so if we go away from him, if you want an example, you can look at Israel in the Old Testament. If we go away from God, from Jesus Christ, we are going to become so much worse than places like China or Iran or North Korea, etc. Unimaginable what's going to happen. And Webster said this in 1852, right before the Civil War, 10 years. God bless you all and your families, your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to you soon.